Hey, everybody, do you do shopping online? Well, do us a favor and go to d2rpn.com and click our Amazon banner and help out the network. It's going to cost you nothing extra. We get a percentage back from everything that you buy. And uh, you know what? That would be a win, win, win. It's a win for you, win for the network, and a win for Amazon. Um, great prices, uh, everyday savings, and uh, you get what you want, and you're helping us out. So this is kind of like donating, but you get something out of it. It's great. Um, so go do it, d2rpn.com. Uh, there's banners everywhere on the website. Thanks for your support. To Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. Undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, neutron collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker. Here is Ryan the Area Man. Hey Dave. Hello, Mr. Ryan. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm pretty good. So got uh, got some topics here. I love topics. A variety of topics. What do you want to start with? Uh, the fourth one. <laughs> one, two, three. No, not that. Okay. Um, All right, we'll go with this. One. We're just gonna. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I do have that many. All right, what's You know, I have thirty-eight separate internet pages open on my phone. Holy dick! That's how many. Things I have. We're not going to get to all of them. No, let's just rock and roll do what we can. All right. Uh, you remember Podesta? Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Big, he, creepy-looking pedophile faggot fucker, yes. Yeah, whoa, there we go. Uh, here's the... So I'm, I'm going to go through these, and we can discuss or just move right on to the next thing. But there's a lot I want to get to cover. Yeah, 38. So here is the title of this article. Podesta emailed about an assassination three days before Supreme Court Justice Scalia's suspicious death. Really? Yeah. All right. True pundit personnel who have served in varying intelligence capacities and agencies for the United States were floored this morning when combing the WikiLeaks database of John Podesta emails. Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, in a February 9th, 2016 email makes reference to an assassination. Using the term wet work, Podesta sent a cryptic email to Democratic strategist and heavyweight consultant Steve Elmendorf. The term wet work is an intelligence slang term with Russian roots. Well, that's interesting. Uh, Russian roots. Well, I didn't know wet work was from Russia, but I know what wet work is. Yeah. 
Defined, it means to assassinate a public figure, diplomat, or someone of political note. Elmendorf replied to Badessa's mysterious reference, quote, I'm all in. Sounds like it will be a bad night. We all need to buckle up and double down, end quote. We do not want to go down that cons- the conspiracy rabbit hole here based on one or two comments. However, Podesta's email was sent on Tuesday, or on a Tuesday. By Friday, Associate Justice of the Supreme Court Antonin Scalia was found dead at a remote Texas resort. To say Scalia's death was suspicious is putting it mildly. Here's some bullet points. There was no autopsy, no medical examiner on site to decipher cause of death, no U.S. Marshal Protection detail accompanying Scalia, no functioning CCTV cameras on day of death, Scalia found clothed on bed with pillow over face. Scalia's body mysteriously cremated before it could be examined. Resort owner, large Obama contributor, and the list goes on and on. Wow. Well, you know, you would just randomly uh, die of whatever with a pillow over your face. And they didn't rule it a suicide either. He just died. Hmm. You know, you, You'll die with a pillow on your face just naturally, Dave. I mean, yeah, that's I, something I sleep that with happens. A pillow over my face. Jesus Christ, it's so ridiculous. All right. Uh, we are not alleging Podesta or Elmendorf played a role in Scalia's death. That is a large leap in making such a leap as how news sites get a reputation for spreading conspiracy theories. But neither are doing themselves any favors by discussing the topic via email either. And the timing cannot be ignored. Even by partisan detectives, simply put, the optics look very bad. When public officials and Beltway insiders, especially those working for Hillary Clinton, start and correspond to an assassination-themed email thread, they open themselves up for wide for criticisms. Likewise, this is the definition of poor judgment by both parties discussing anything related, jokingly or not, to assassination. Podesta, after all, is running a campaign for the presidency of the United States, or was. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it should, I think, it, I don't know. Why it says is because he's not anymore. Campaign for the President of the United States and therefore his communications are held to a higher standard. And in a functioning republic where law and order prevail, the FBI would want. Oh, maybe they said is because that's when these emails were written. Right. I'm going to say that, that yeah. makes sense. Um, I was reading it as though it should have been past tense, but that, yeah. Uh, the FBI would want some answers to the questions. Uh, we are posing here. Any competent investigator would, based on the troubling timing alone, but not Director James Comey's FBI. Not this FBI. Just a week ago, it seemed likewise unbelievable that Clinton would seek to kill WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange with a military drone per true pundit. The mainstream media quickly labeled the meticulous documentary report as just another right-wing conspiracy uh, ginned up to boost Donald Trump. I don't know what ginned. G-I-N-N-E-D. Yeah, I don't know. Ginned? Yeah, but it doesn't make sense either. No. Anyways, uh, until Clinton said she couldn't recall calling for Assange's alleged assassination. If Scalia was in fact murdered, it will remain a secret under this current regime and a subsequent Clinton presidency. That's not a conspiracy theory. Well, she didn't get elected, so why haven't they uncovered it? Anyways, there are some oddities about that. Uh, When you're you're a... uh, Supreme Court justice, you're supposed to have U.S. Marshal Protection with right. you at all times. Right. There was none. Um, you don't go to sleep with a pillow on your fucking face. Sorry. Just nobody does that. Um, and no autopsy. You know what I mean? That's yeah, kind it's of weird. odd, too. And it's like there was another one that was uh, cremated before they could do an autopsy or a medical examiner. 
another one of Clinton's things. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. But you don't do that. Every everyone has to like look at JFK when he died. Well, when you're they threw in, a fit about yeah. not you know not doing the autopsy in Dallas. Right. Know? When they should have. When they started, um, well, they discredited everything, or you know, not discredited, but like all the stuff with JFK, like the uh, the doctors and all that were there. They they all reported one thing, and then when they took took him to uh, took his body somewhere, you know. That's when all of a sudden the story changed. Right. You know what I mean? Which is all bullshit. So basically all this shit was, it makes you wonder. That's all they're saying. Yeah. And and yeah. There's too many coincidences. Yeah. Weird stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, so Seth Rich. Oh, yeah. Um, some interesting stuff here. Uh Here's the headline. Eyewitness. I was there when Seth Rich was shot. They walked him past me. He didn't even know he was shot. No pain. Eyewitnesses said Seth Rich was walked past him and not in pain when he was removed from the crime scene by police. What? Weird, right? Um, here's the article. A man claiming to be Mark Mueller... Seth Rich's neighbor, who may also be going by the alias Scott Roberts, was at the scene when Rich was shot on July 10, 2016, and was listed in the police report. Interestingly enough, the eyewitness made a few shocking statements at a vigil for the late Democratic National Committee staffer, where Debbie Wasserman Schultz was also in attendance, which were captured on video. Quote, I was there when he got shot, and they walked him past me so that I could see him and identify him because I knew him in the neighborhood. And the police officer said he didn't even know he was shot, the eyewitness said. The eyewitness's testimony begins at 6.29 into, and there's a video here, which we won't play, a timeline of Seth Rich-related tweets and retweets by Twitter user Scott Roberts DC, starting the day Rich was shot as follows. And it basically shows these tweets. Um, so at 4.19 a.m., alert shooting at uh, 4.19 hours in the 2100 block of Flagler, Place Northwest, no lookout at this time. 5.16 a.m. shooting, Flagler and West Street. One victim in hospital. D.C. Police Department investigating no arrests. 8.20 a.m. Flagler and West Street shooting update. This update is from a neighbor, not D.C. Police. Victim has died. 2016, or this is at 7.43 a.m. July 11th, 2016, D.C. homicide number 68, Seth Conrad Rich, 27, male, 71016. Uh, and let's see. So there's that. That's just a small little piece. How did he not know he was shot? Yeah, well, that's interesting because you don't ever hear that part of that story. Mm-hmm. Everything you read about or hear as though he was shot and he was dead, like, on scene immediately. Right, yeah, he was a This makes it seem like he was... Like, he was shot, he remained there till the cops showed up, and they helped him, like, onto an ambulance. Then he goes to the hospital and then dies there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird, right? Right. And it's also odd that, you know. Um, so then, ready for this shit? This is literally just days ago. Okay. This article came out. Which is we're still on Seth. Yeah, this is a, 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 a you know part two to this Seth Rich update. Um, so this 
this I find fascinating because this is exactly what I have been thinking this whole time. But uh, and I think they're talking about the same witness. Mm-hmm. I'm not positive it doesn't say doesn't specify. Anyways, here's the headline: Breaking witness ready to reveal killers of Seth Rich claims they are two government agents. A Washington D.C. lobbyist searching for the killer of Seth Rich claims he has credible witness who knows who killed Seth Rich. After the so-called botched robbery, and that's in quotes, mm-hmm. the Washington D.C. police have been working to cover up the murder of the DNC staffer, who many believed was the person who leaked DNC emails to WikiLeaks. The witness believes two people murdered Rich are current government agents, as reported in an exclusive interview by the Gateway Pundit. Jack Berkman, a Washington-based attorney and lobbyist who has worked with a private investigative team to solve the Seth Rich murder mystery, told the Gateway Pundit that the witness has conclusive evidence that will bring Rich's killers to justice within a month. Within a month, Dave. That's way quick, dude. Um, quote, we believe How long that- ago did this happen? 2016? Yeah. Okay. And this is... That's... This guy's saying, like, within a month here, so by August... Real time, August... Probably the second week of August, according to this, mm-hmm. there should be, it should all be out. Hmm. So if there's any mysterious murders between now and then of this witness, you know, like what will happen. Either the witness or the lobbyist guy. Well. Because well, he's the one that has the information. Yeah. You know what I mean? The both. But I kind of wonder if this witness is also the same guy that mentioned in that other article right. that we just read. Right. Which I'm not going to repeat the name. Just in case it is. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Secret Service. Not this time. Well, they know, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where was I? Oh, quote, we believe that we have reached the beginning of the end for the, of the Seth Rich murder investigation, Berkman told the Gateway Pundit in an exclusive interview Sunday. After two long, hard years of work, we have a witness who is prepared to identify the two killers of Seth Rich. One is reportedly a current DEA agent. The other is reportedly a current ATF agent. How would he know that? The witness who fears for his life will be accompanied by armed guards and disguise his identity as he details how two employees of the United States government killed Seth in a press conference slated for Tuesday. Berkman added, what the eyewitness says matches what the police say and matches what we know from the surveillance videos. The police let me see the video. The police said the video clearly identifies the pant legs of two men. So there were two men involved in the killing that night. I now believe that in the next three to four weeks the entire matter will be resolved. It's the beginning of the end. Prior to the election, the DNC was exposed for colluding with many mainstream media outlets and many other bombshells. Julian Assange, the WikiLeaks founder, even insinuated Seth Rich was the source of WikiLeaks DNC emails and was murdered. Yep. Um, in 2015, John Podesta emailed, I'm definitely for making an example of a suspect leaker, whether or not we have any real basis for it. Um... So, to be fair, we've now tied everything that we've covered up to this point. To Podesta. Well, together with Podesta. So in 2015, he's saying, I'm definitely for making an example of a a suspected... Let me start over. (laughs) I'm definitely for making an example of a suspected leaker, whether or not we have any real basis for it. Now, you can take from that what you want, but then shortly after that, in 2016... Seth Rich dies. And then he's in 2016, he's emailing about what we said earlier, and mm-hmm. then Scalia dies shortly after that. Huh. 
Not saying he's behind it, but might be behind it. It's very similar to uh, the Clinton body count, yep. where all these people within reach of this that particular person just seem to die randomly, weird ways, you know, botched robberies where somebody gets murdered, but we don't call it a murder. Right. I still um, don't get that. <clears throat> Um, so there's that, but yeah, you asked the question, well, how would somebody know if it's a DEA and ATF? I don't know. I'm guessing that will come out with the rest of the information. Right. Maybe I wouldn't think they'd be that dumb to wear their jackets. Well, I'm guessing they didn't wear their jackets, but maybe this supposed witness knows these guys, knows what that they did this. And can somehow identify them from the video based on something, maybe a limp. I don't know. Yeah. Who, who knows? It'll be interesting. This could all just be bullshit, too. Right, like, right. You know. But usually where there's smoke, there's fire. And I don't know. Be interesting, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's move on from that. Let's see here. It's funny. When you first said Seth Rich, I was thinking the guy in the car. That blew up. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Whoa, Michael I was, Hastings? Yeah, I was, I was confused of our people for a second. Uh, yeah, not him. No, I know. I was, I was really confused at first. Like, what are you talking about? How would he, you know, and then when it, when you went further about it, I was like, oh, I know. Yeah. They're um, all the same. They all put together. So, let's see. Let's, let's, let's go way out in left field and then we'll come back with another update on a different okay. thing mm-hmm. that's uh all right so here's here we're going to left field now Head, headline extraterrestrials working with humans in the u.s air force classified programs okay like i said way out in left field i figured it was alien it's gotta be right if you're going left yeah i don't know this is fucking interesting to me though and uh so let me read it Former U.S. Air Force surgical assistant Emery Smith dropped another bombshell in his latest interview on Cosmic Disclosures, which is on Gaia TV, (laughs) by revealing he often worked alongside extraterrestrials in a classified program located at Kirtland Air Force Base, New Mexico, from 1992 to 1995. Remember that from a movie we watched? Yes. Kirtland? Yep. It was the, uh, what was that guy's name? We watched that movie and... There, like the, somebody was right across the street from it and yeah. was picking up Steve radio signals, like that, yeah. yeah, all that. Anyways, <clears throat> in his interview with New York Times best-selling author David Wilcock, Smith described different groups of extraterrestrials that assisted in autopsies conducted on other beings of non-Earth origin. Uh, quote: And some of those scientists and physicians are actually of unearth origin. This is the term they use which are extraterrestrials, which have volunteered either after being captured or volunteered through the system, uh, through the compartmentalized program, to work to actually help us because they kind of actually feel bad sometimes, even after we capture them and beat the heck out of them and do horrible things to them. They actually turn around and willingly willingly want to help us and stay with us and teach them about their own physiological phenotypes about their own race. I might be actually assisting an, an extraterrestrial, helping complete the mission, whatever the mission is, gathering frequencies, using devices, or gathering tissue samples, or running special tests of the bodies, which actually, dot, 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 they can scan the whole body and 3D print that body later on, end quote. 
So Smith, that's like clones then. Yeah, basically. It's wow. crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, Smith asserted the extraterrestrials are asserted the extraterrestrials as benevolent, even though they possessed advanced psychic abilities that could be used as weapons. Quote, I would say they're benevolent. I would say they're a very humanitarian type of thought process. They're a lot smarter than us. They could actually at any time probably do damage to us or hurt us with their telekinesis and telepathic abilities, but they don't, end quote. Smith explained that extraterrestrials projected a warm, friendly ambience that was felt by the human scientists working alongside them. Quote, being next to one of these extraterrestrials, by the way, including the ant people and the mantis people, you have a really beautiful self-feeling being in their energy fields, end quote. And people have actually had miraculous healings by being on these craft and working on the craft and working just in the vicinity of an extraterrestrial. Now, here's a kind of the interview. David, how does that work? Emery. I do not know how that works. I think it's electromagnetic of some frequency that allows the body, their body, that already generates a very, very high vibration. It actually brings our vibration up, so our cells are running at a specific voltage so our own cells can heal ourselves. You don't need to because a lot of this energy is telepathic and telekinetic, so you actually feel happy. You might... Like you get chills walking into a dark room at night because you might feel a ghost, but it's the opposite. It actually enlightens you. It actually puts you in a good mood, and your body picks up on this. Mm. End quote. Or end that section. Uh, It continues in a second, but uh, it says, Smith referred to an accident involving a group of extraterrestrials he called the ant people, or insectoids, who assisted in the examination of some of their brethren that has been killed in an industrial accident. Uh, Emery, this was a big project where they found multiple ant people that were somehow killed by chemicals of some sort, and there was a lot of them that were brought into the facility. I remember by the truckloads, actually. David, did you have any idea where these casualties happened? Emery, no, I don't know. I do believe it was in North America somewhere. David, in an underground facility then? Emery, yeah, I think that somehow they were discovered, and I think they were probably taken out in some fashion in the New Mexico, Colorado area. So I wonder how big these ant people are. I don't know. Uh, huge, maybe? Maybe, I would assume they're not, you know, ant-sized. Right. I don't know. Uh, actually, that's the next, okay. I don't know the specifics, but they did bring in multiple beans, and these beans all died of asphyxiation, and their lungs were completely burned out, and some of their mucous membranes and eyeballs were completely burned out. So these ant scientists that were there were actually assisting, trying to find out and see what happened to these individuals. David, now were the ant people in the room that were alive the same type as the ones that were dead? Emery, yes, the exact same types, and it was the first time I've ever felt sorrow next to an extraterrestrial. David, really, what was that like? Emery, it was really upsetting. That was, then it has in like a parenthesis type thing. Emery feels strong emotion, stops, turns away, tears up. Sorry. Uh, Smith described how his tissue extraction expertise also involved working on extraterrestrial craft that was located near the bodies of their former inhabitants. Quote, I was brought into what they call multi-level projects, which means it's not just me going in there harvesting a piece of tissue, but you're actually harvesting many different kinds of tissue and also working with the beans craft. So these projects could have up to three teams of 15 scientists and physicians and technicians working on just one bean and one craft. They usually keep the extraterrestrials 
and the craft separate. So you might have a bay not too far away, maybe within 300 meters, which is very close, by the way, because these things are so spread out underground, you know, up to 10 miles in diameter, some of these bases. Jesus. That's fucking huge. Yeah. Uh, and you will have the bean. The bean is separate. And then you'll have the craft in another bay. These are all very clean areas, which I can describe in detail. End quote. In a previous article, I covered another interview where Smith described being taken to a large hemisphere-shaped room where an extraterrestrial craft was being reverse-engineered. Smith uh, recollected working with insectoids, ant and praying mantis-looking entities, human-looking, which are Arcturian extraterrestrials, simians, intelligent ape-like beings, reptilians, and even rock-like beings. And some of those actually look like the rock formation, like that one of those superheroes that's made out of rock you see on TV and like the Fantastic Four. And they don't, they don't look like they're hard and rock, but they're not. Or they look like they're hard and rock, but they're not. So you're saying they look like the thing? Yeah, basically. It's okay. actually got a picture of the oh. thing. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. Um, they actually have a spongy-type feel to them, kind of like an actual sea sponge where it's very porous material. They are usually a gold or an orange-type color, and they are very robust with a large chrome magnet-type skull, which is a little bit about twice the size of our heads and a lot, like I said, more robust-looking. And they have been spotted on the projects many times in, ma- in many different ways. End quote. Smith's testimony helps corroborate previous accounts of whistleblowers that have worked alongside extraterrestrials at classified facilities. These include Bill Uhouse, an aerospace engineer who says he worked alongside gray aliens, who assisted in reverse engineering spacecraft being studied at classified Air Force facilities. Uh, Niera Isley, a former U.S. AF radar tracking expert says that she witnessed gray and reptilian beings that were part of a classified program where she was traumatized by human operatives. Daniel Crane Burrish, a microbiologist, also says that he worked with a gray being at a classified facility in order to better understand its physiology and medical needs. Former security guard Thomas Castello claims that he worked alongside reptilians at the Dulce Underground Facility where biological experiments were being conducted on captive humans and where abducted humans were often taken before being returned. I think we've covered that one. Yeah. Uh, Charles Hall, a for- former USAF weatherman, says that he observed tall white extraterrestrials helping USAF develop atomic-powered spacecraft for short interplanetary travel. Uh, so hold on. My question is, if this is all classified stuff, why can they talk about it now? Well, it's not being... It's one of those things like, oh, what was the guy that fucking worked at Area 51 and knew the timing of all these test things? And then, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, he talked about it. And he, everything he told it was classified. Oh, true. I mean, they call it whistleblowers. Right. You're right. coming out. I mean, it's. Dude, it's weird. It's interesting. I've never heard of like ant people before, really. I have, but okay. and praying mantis type people, I haven't yeah. heard that one either. Well, not people, they're aliens. Well, they're aliens that look. He said it was. They look like these things. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you have to take this whole thing with a grain of salt. I mean, it could be full of shit. This guy could be a fucking sci-fi, right? He could have sci-fi file or whatever. Got a little too know? drunk one night, watched TV, and I don't think these kinds of people get drunk. I think they just imagine shit. But what if it is true? I guess that's the whole point here. What if? 
You know what I mean? No, I agree. I agree. Let me finish. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see here. Finally, Smith's testimony corroborates Bill Tompkins' claims that U.S. Navy spies observed Nazi scientists being assisted by reptilians in the development of Germany's secret space programs in the 1940s. Tompkins also said that human-looking extraterrestrials had infiltrated Douglas Aircraft Company and other U.S. corporations in the 1950s and 1960s and were covertly assisting the U.S. Navy in developing its secret space program, Solar Warden. In conclusion, Smith's credentials and documents prove that he worked at Kirtland Air Force Base as a surgical first assist from 1990 to 1995. He has since gone on to work in the medical industry where he has gained patents and collaborated in innovative science research. All of his supports all of all this supports his astonishing claims that he participated in autopsies on 250 extraterrestrial entities and extracted a total of approximately 3,000 tissue samples during his covert service. Jesus. Smith's revelations confirm that scientists from different nations have been assisted by different groups of extraterrestrials in studying alien physiology, advanced medical science, and reversed, reverse engineering anti-gravity spacecraft for decades in classified programs. His testimony shows how far classified programs have evolved, despite official government claims that extraterrestrial life has not been discovered. And there's that. Yeah, if you if you look up like, you can look up uh, different types of aliens. Right. I mean, here I'll show you. There's like supposedly a whole bunch of fucking. But I mean, you have Whoa. to, like I said, take these with a grain of salt. Like if they actually look like what they're trying to show right, you. Right. Um. So there's the Zeta Reticulans or gray aliens. Everybody kind of knows what they look like. Um. Most common type of aliens are being seen across the globe by people of all ages as the Zeta Reticulin type, which is also commonly referred to as the Greys. These extraterrestrial beings are typically three to four feet tall and have large almond-shaped black eyes. Their head is much larger than a regular human's head, and they have no noses but only nostrils. Their arms are usually longer that has not more than three to four fingers. It is the Zeta Reticulans who are thought to be the main culprits behind most human abductions. Okay. Okay. Uh, little green men. Another common type of alien is the little green men that have been reported to have been sighted by different people in different places. These types of extraterrestrials are humanoid creatures with a greenish skin color, and their bodies are devoid of any hair. Some of the little green men have been reported to have been have antennas on their heads, which are much larger than the regular human head. Uh, type 3, uh, Nordic aliens. The Nordics would look just like humans, and they would have long blonde hair that would be maintained by both male aliens as well as the female ones. So every pro wrestler is a Nordic. <laughs> uh, these aliens are not identifiable even if they walk among a crowd. The only way to identify them is when they manifest some of their extraterrestrial activities. These aliens usually have angular faces with blue eyes. The females of the Nordic alien type have a high sex appeal. Oh, yeah. Cool. So a lot of porn stars. Um, yeah. It's weird that aliens would come here and then get into porn. Oh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> Pleiadian aliens. The aliens of the Pleiadian type are characterized by round faces and tall figure, and the rest of the features are soft but detailed. 
The overall appearance of the Pleiadians is a very pleasant one, and although they do not have hair usually, um, but if some if someone has any hair on the heads, the hair is blonde colored. These aliens are known to be very gentle and peace loving by nature. Okay, yet they have a picture of a guy with a beard. Makes no sense. Yeah. Andromedan aliens. Like I said, you can you gotta take this all with a grain of salt. You would mistake the Andromedan aliens to be humans, as they look almost like humans, with the only difference being in their overall size. These aliens are bipedal energy beings who can read the minds of humans by means of telepathy. Uh, type six reptilian aliens. Okay, these are what David Icke refers to, talks about as the uh, so like the reptilians. This breed of alien is what uh like what he says like the queen and right, all these people right. like they're humanoid i think they're i think he's saying that they like reptilians bred with humans and or something like that you know what i mean that's the whole queen and all that shit i don't know David likes a whole another podcast. It's a whole three or four show. Um, another very common type of alien is the reptilians who are tall and have scales over their humanoid body structure. These aliens would have webbed feet and look more or less like a reptile when you see them for the first time. Type 7, Alpha Draconian. I think these are like your ant people. The most corrupt, hostile, mm-hmm. and vicious type of aliens are the Alpha Draconian. These aliens are believed to have come from Alpha Draconis and are characterized by giant reptilian features. These aliens are about 14 to 22 feet tall and weigh approximately 1,800 pounds or more. They believe themselves to be the rightful owners of the humans who are lesser evolved beings as per their standards. Okay, so don't fuck with them. The Syrians. (laughs) Well, uh, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say every Syrian's an alien, but... Uh, I mean, we could go as far as this. Oh, wait, type nine. The Mexicans. Interesting. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Syrians is spelled a little differently. S-I-R-I-A-N-S. These kind of look like the avatars. Yeah. Uh, the Syrians are those types of aliens that, in spite of having a humanoid structure, prefer to live around in the water. These aquatic aliens are mostly found in oceans and lakes where there is huge depth. They are known to have come from Sirius B star system. Anunnaki aliens. Uh, the ancient Sumerians used to worship the Anunnaki as their god. The Anunnaki is nothing but aliens that had visited the planet of Earth around 4,000 years ago with the intention of enslaving humans to carry out farm work with them. The Anunnaki aliens look exactly like humans, but they are slightly larger with, than the aliens. That makes no sense. I, I think I think it's supposed to say humans. <laughs> so let me read it how it's supposed to <laughs> The Anunnaki aliens look exactly like humans, but they are slightly larger than the humans, with the average height being 8 to 9 feet. These aliens are believed to come from Niburu, the 12th planet in our solar system, which lies beyond Pluto and is yet to be discovered. Okay. We know about the planet, but it hasn't been discovered yet. I love that. (laughs) They come from Niburu. It's our 12th planet, but we haven't discovered the planet yet. You can tell the person that wrote this is a fucking idiot. In a way. You know what I mean? Like, they're smart people. That are stupid. Oh, yeah. If that makes any sense. I guess it makes as much sense as that thing that yeah. they, uh, Arcturian aliens. This is type 10. The Arcturians are usually four to five feet tall with large heads and blue skin. The rest of their bodies are highly disproportionate. These types of aliens are believed to be the most ancient race of the entire Milky Way galaxy, and they are considered to be very intelligent, experienced, and innovative. 
So that's the kind of aliens there are, I guess. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch others. Well, yeah, I mean, but we don't know about them, though. I guess my question is, how how do we know these ones, even? Like, where's the... I want proof. Like, there's drawings and pictures or pictures yeah. of people looking like them. How do we know? Who's seen it? Like, the, that, that draconian one there. Like, like, who the fuck has seen that guy? So it's, it's kind of... I mean, it makes sense if you think about it, which... All right, so like that draconian one. The it looks like like a a bee or a fly or something like that, but then just made to be like a humanoid, but look like a fly. So like if you took a human and made him into a fly, kind of like Mothman or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and then like this is like a drawing, of, very similar to like a Avatar from the movie, bluish. That's the uh, the Syrian aliens. Then there's the Anunnaki. That look like humans. The you know all these look like, and there's the greys and the reptilians. They're all. I don't know. It's like the 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 greys are the ones that are described the most. You know, with the big head, and the almond eyes, the no nose, but the right. nostrils and little mouth and all that. But I don't know. I would assume if we've actually like, according to that article. We read with, that they're working with the Air Force or whatever. Right, right. That people have seen them. So there's it's just eyewitness accounts. You know what I mean? There's like no actual pictures. And why are okay? So going along this topic, why not just come out with the fact that we're in contact? We're working with these things from other planets. Would it be that weird? Well, because you, you can make anything seem normal. You can... Okay, they're trying to make pedophilia normal. Right. So that all these elite people that are into that shit aren't looked upon as sick fucking human beings. They're, right. they're, they're trying to normalize pedophilia right. right now. In 10 years, if this continues, pedophilia will be normal. You'll be able to fuck a eight-year-old if you want to be and it will be normal they're going to be protected, protected by the lgbtqwxyz yep. you know what i mean and all of a sudden it's going to be a thing you're not going to go to prison for it or whatever it's just going to be a normal thing well, you can normalize anything so why not normalize this well, i think this is my optimistic thought process i would i would call it hypothetically the government believes that if we if they come out and say, yeah, by the way, we lied, we never went to the moon, but there's a fuck ton of aliens, I'm an alien, blah, 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 blah. That's what the government says. Mm-hmm. They think that we will then start to question everything. Not that we already don't, but they're going to think that we're not going to believe anything. They, they, everything will crumble. The, the U.S. dollar will crumble. All the other governments will crumble because everyone will not so have any faith. built on a lie? Yeah, everything is built on a lie. And they have to hold it up now because they've lied so long they can't tell us the truth now. And that's why they hide it and they continue to lie and shut people down. You know? Um, I think you're close. This is what I think. Okay. I think it's very similar to that. Or that's actually a part of it. But I think it goes back to it is another piece, maybe. 
Because I think it, it all kind of is part. But I think a lot of this, if the second we f- humans, the basic humans, find out that there's for sure, like it's completely just, uh, you know, out in the open now, aliens, we're in contact with them, we're learning from them, it shows that there's a, a higher thing, which then brings into question God, right. which is the ultimate rule of authority, even though you have these Satanists and all, all these other religions, but they all answer to one almighty power, whatever the fuck that is for you. You know what I mean? Depending on what religion you are, right. there's always one, and you can't... Buddha, Allah, yeah, Muhammad, whatever. And no matter what you are, there's always that one that you answer to. Well, that literally brings into question everything when it comes to religion, which is ultimately what's being used to control. Religion was created to control, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and it hides behind good, whatever, all this shit. So, but it's all based in earth-based things. Everything religion-wise is based in that, even though, okay, so the universe, all this other shit, but it's all based in here. It's the rule of law here. Right. But there's aliens from another planet. All of a sudden, that's not here, even though they're, they're here, but they came from somewhere else. And... So now what's a lot of people would then look at their religion and say, it's, it's all a lie. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get what you have. All of us. It's not just it would be the crumbling of everything because everything's a lie. Yeah. And it, it, it'll go it, it goes into everything. But it all starts at that point with where the religion, because people don't do. A lot of people base everything in their life around their religion, their mm-hmm. religious belief. Right. And when they find that out, that what they've believed in is probably bullshit, it, it fucks a lot of shit up. Mm-hmm. This is why so many people are so... This is why so many people kill for their religion. Look at the crazy Muslims. Look at... There's other religions that aren't fucking nutty. Right. Their people would literally die for their religion... Because of what they believe of where they're going to go when it, they die. 42 virgins and where the fuck they're going to well, get. Well, that's that. I'm not talking, I'm talking like you have just basic Christians that would die because they think they're going to go to heaven this great. But, but how do you know that? Well, you believe it. Just like people, little kids believe in Santa Claus. It doesn't mean it's true. It could be, but right. you don't know. You're not going to know until you get there. But they're so into their religion, they're willing to take that chance. Okay. That, to me, is insane, in a way. But yet, it also shows crazy belief. But I could be 35 years old and still believe in Santa Claus. He just hasn't brought me anything since I was a little kid. Because you were naughty. Somehow you were on the naughty list. But there isn't one. Okay? Mm -hmm. And we know that. I mean, there could be a guy named Santa Claus, and he could look like what we think. The image of Santa Claus. But... That guy doesn't visit all the kids in the world, and deli- you know when you're it's physically a kid, impossible. When you're a kid thinking about that, it sounds amazing. Oh, he, it's like he can time travel. Or okay, but you know how many parts of the world don't believe in Christmas or Santa Claus? Well, that saves him time. Well, why then. the fuck would he even visit them? So it, it, you know the whole thing's nonsense. Right. But this kind of thing, this concept, I almost think that was created to kind of help reveal that. 
you know, once you kind of, so we reveal at a certain point, every kid finds out the tooth fairy's not real, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny's not real. None of that shit's real. Mm-hmm. It's kind of breaking that mold that's saying, hey, we told you a lie, and at a certain point you'll figure it out, because we told you. And it's setting all these kids up, every kid, pretty much, mm-hmm. at least in this country, that go through this. They all hear about Santa Claus, and they all eventually find out that Santa Claus is bullshit. And this is one of those things, I think, where, you know how the elite, they have to tell you subliminally what they're doing so it's off their conscience right. when it's all said and done. This is one of those things like, hey, we're giving you the tool. We're telling you there's something. And for several years, you're going to believe it. And then at some point, we're going to tell you that's not real. And all of a sudden, you're going to stop. And every parent's in on this lie mm-hmm. on top of it. Mm-hmm. And now we're telling you it's not real. So now, all of a sudden, you're not getting things from Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. Or you're not getting, after you've lost all your teeth, the tooth fairy's not real. You know what I mean? You find all this shit out. And then... You've got the tool that I've been lied to. I found out this is real, but does it really change anything? No. No. But you're given the tool to take what you should be learning from that and saying, okay, so just because somebody says this thing here, it could be a lie. Mm -hmm. But then people go through their whole fucking lives wanting to believe everything CNN tells them or wanting to believe that... You know, uh, the Las Vegas shooting was an actual event, and there it wasn't, you know, just a lone gunman that, it, or it, it was a lone gun as opposed to it not being it being a whole team of people that were mm. shooting or all Sandy the hook. everything all everything that happens you just take the official story. Well, but what they they you were taught as a young kid that Santa Claus was bullshit. You believed it. You were told it's not real, but then. Everything else in the world and, and the rest of your life is just real? No. It's all bullshit. You're, you should have learned from that experience to start questioning things. They mm-hmm. taught you that, and, and everybody chose to not buy, you know, to use that, with that teaching. Right. You found out at a certain age that Santa Claus wasn't real. So did everybody else, but yet you have people out there that just believe everything that they're told. Why? You, when the moment you found out that wasn't true, the moment you... See, you need to have that moment, that breaking moment for you. I think you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. This is why I have. That's why I have to it's question like everything. They pre-program and, and us that hey, we're going to lie to you always. Yeah, you need to figure out what we're not lying about. Yeah, it, it, that's, that's I think, and we're never going to tell you. See, the problem was. With well, no, the they tell us, but it's so subliminal, and and we've. Here's this is why you have cell phones and football, and these are all distractions because mm-hmm. we're going to. We're going to tell you a lie, then we're going to tell you that it's a lie, but we're, it's going to be subliminal. But you, it's not going to matter because you're so distracted by all this other shit right. just so that you can fucking, because we're going to make you scrape by, paycheck to pay. We're going to make everything so difficult for you in your life that you can't spend the time to focus and think. Because if you were, you become me. Right. And who the fuck wants to be me? You I know what I mean? Nobody, probably. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you can make the joke, but in reality, who wants to be that? Nobody does, yeah. but it's because they've programmed you to be into football, Facebook. Uh, distract yourself with all this other shit that really, really, at the Doesn't end of the matter. day, does it matter? When, you, when you're 
die and go to wherever the fuck you go, is it going to matter that you watch Super Bowl whatever? No. Nope. It's not going to matter. It doesn't matter a year later that your team won. Or it doesn't matter win. three days later. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter two seconds afterwards. It doesn't matter during. I don't. I haven't watched the Super Who Bowl. Who gives in years. a fuck about right. anything, really? Right. None of it matters. But Nothing yes, we matters. enjoy it. I I enjoy going to baseball games. I enjoy going to hockey games. I mm-hmm. well, I used to. I enjoy doing things. But it's not to say. But my whole life doesn't revolve around these people. That their whole life revolves around. I guess they could say the same thing. Well, your life revolves around conspiracies and all. Okay, but I'm trying to figure out life in general. Right. I'm trying to understand the whole thing. You're trying to understand. Why that guy ran a certain direction with a ball? Mm-hmm. We're on two different fucking levels here. I'm sorry, but yeah. you know, just no, because uh, 100 million people watch the guy run in a certain direction with a ball, and only uh, a million people are focused on this over here, it's been done by design, mm-hmm. and they they don't want you to. Focus on their fucking lie. Why do they have to lie, though? I, I honestly think if they would have started off from the beginning and just taught this whole... I want to know why we went the angle we went Agreed. when we did. Greed. Why we didn't talk about the aliens. Why we didn't talk about why we didn't land on them. Why we just didn't... I understand why to a certain level, but why not just have it all out? It would have been harder to control everybody. That's the only mm-hmm. thing I can come down to. Is it's it's a power thing. It's a way to control people, and you have to. If I wanted to control a group of people, and I just told them the truth about everything, would I have the control? No, because they would find out that I answer to somebody too. Everybody yeah. answers to somebody, right, or something, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm all over the place, confused here with like life is a pyramid scheme, dude. It's, it's shitty. Pyramid schemes are. Yeah. It's weird. It, it, it's weird to think of it that way, but it, it makes sense. Yeah. It says there's a, and we're all at the fucking bottom level. Yeah. And we ain't never going to be at the top. No. Nope. Every step we gain, it's people still above us. And it, I mean, is there a top, top? There has to be. Yeah. Or is that just based on how we've been programmed or taught that there has to be a top? But does there have to be? Really? I would say, yeah. Why? Because you've taught, been taught there's a God. If there, if, if there well, is I'm no even, if there is God. no God, then how's there? why does there have to be a top? Because everybody has a boss. Yeah. But why does there have to be a boss? What I'm doing is breaking down yeah. everything. No, I know, I know. We've been taught a rule that everybody, that you will get this job and you will answer to that person, and that person answers to that person, and that person answers to that person. But that person doesn't answer to anybody. Right. Well, no, in a, most companies, that person answers to this board. Or and the there's customers. 10 people yeah. there, or yeah. millions of customers. So everybody answers, and then those customers then get employed by that company, and guess what? Now they're at the bottom, yep. and they answer. It, it, it's, it, it's a revolt. So nobody's really the top. Everybody answers to somebody, right? Yes. And so, so it's a circle. Everything's a circle, the circle of life. And it's all bullshit. Everything's bullshit, man. So getting back to the aliens, do they even really exist or is this all bullshit? I There's got to be aliens out there, right? But I I just I is this so. a is these pictures and shit are these just creations of what they hope they look like or are these coming from eyewitness accounts or eyewitness accounts bullshit or are they 
coming see, from legit people. I still think that the eyewitness accounts are bullshit. I think the the designs and what we it's the whole um, telephone game. Ah, yeah. You know, so some drunk redneck fucking hillbilly fucker gets drunk one night and passes out, wakes up, has a bunch of weird marks on his arm, doesn't know where they came from. Oh, got abducted by aliens. What they look like? Well, shit, they were gray. And then they tell us this other guy who also was drunk and heard him say something about fucking scales and shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, they're fucking, he said they were green and they had scales. They're like reptiles, I guess, lizard people. Oh, there's lizard aliens? Well, this guy's, this guy down here said gray. This guy said, oh, now we've got two different kinds. Then they tell some more stories and, well, they were little green men because that's what we've heard way back when. The first time we heard about aliens, they were little green men. Someone was probably drunk or high and playing with the army men, the little green fucking army men figures, and then these look like aliens. Or he was passed out, woke up, drunk, high on meth, and fucking his mom or whatever, and just happened to glance over and saw, thought they moved. Holy shit, the green men moving. Oh, you got aliens that are legal green men? Cool. No. It was your fucking army toy. You know? Who fucking knows? And then the blue Avatar ones are just because someone saw a fucking Avatar. Yeah, because James Cameron. Really loved the movie. And said, oh, I've seen Blue Aliens. It came in. No, they didn't come fucking abduct you. They, who heard of Blue Aliens before the fucking movie? So you don't think they're abducting at all? You don't think? Okay. But you think their aliens exist. We yes. just don't have any real recollection of what they look like. Yes. Or real, like, because, is it because we don't have a picture of it? Or? Well. Do, you, do we have to have the proof? I guess this is where yes, it comes into belief. we need belief. proof. We need proof because I don't believe they look like what they say they How do. How can you believe in God? You don't have proof. I didn't say I did. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, how can people? If we, if, if you and I need proof. Faith. They believe in the whole faith thing. That's why you know you believe in God. Well, that's a faith. name is my opinion. I don't take that as a thing. I take that as a name. God? No, faith. Oh. Faith's a name. I know more oh. faiths oh, as right. names as opposed to faith the, what it is. The what the, yeah, the what it is. And people always to me that you're hiding behind that. Because you don't want to have to actually admit that maybe you're wrong. I, I can't stand that people can't admit that they could be wrong. I could admit that I'm wrong all day mm -hmm. long, but still have an opinion on something right. and still have a belief in something. But why can admit that it could be wrong? Why can't people admit that they're could be wrong. Could be. Not that they are. Could be. Why is that so difficult? Because people associate being wrong with being negative or, it's a or embarrassing. That's been, that's been fed to them, taught yeah. to them, that yeah. you can't be wrong. Isn't this right. weird how everything's been done by design so that you can mm -hmm. never fucking figure it out? Yeah. It's interesting. When the you moment really you figure out, out, when you figure it out, you die. Well. Yep. No. The instant you figure everything out, you're dead. I, I disagree. Nope. Why? <laughs> because, to me, <laughs> this is why. Because if you're driving down the street, mm -hmm. I didn't just get an epiphany and the fucking bus just <laughs> destroyed me. I just don't. Cause, because here's why. That other person looked down at their cell phone <laughs> and hit you. It's not like, you know what I mean? And then that would also say that there's, it was, it was a, the, the creator's design that, that something would have to happen to you that would kill you at the moment you figured it out. Like, you know. Why not? 
Because it does, it's silly to me. Everything is silly. Really no, everything is bullshit. Same thing. This podcast should have been called Everything is Bullshit. Instead of Think Tank? Yeah. <laughs> you can change the name. Well, I, the, the funny <laughs> thing is that is I, I did a blog. I had a blog going when I was like 18 that, I, that was called Everything is Bullshit. Nice. And so that's really, it's, it's been rooted in me for a long time, this whole questioning everything. Because really everything is bullshit. I like that name, actually. I like that better than Think Tank. All right, maybe we'll change it. This is the last think tank. It's not. It's not, but uh, maybe once we've hit a certain number, like 150, maybe we'll switch it to everything is bullshit. Whenever November starts. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe starting January 2019. I don't know. You get shirts made up and shit. I don't know, man. I still wear the shirts. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe start a new podcast, an additional one called everything is bullshit, where... uh, I mean, it's, I don't know. Either way, it's, it's, uh, I don't think, I I think if you were going to find it all out or figure it all out, it would be post-death, assuming there's something afterwards. So either you die and that's it and you just, we do what we either cremate you or bury you or whatever the fuck happens, Mm -hmm. and... And there is nothing else, but yet there's all these things about how the energy, like, leaves you. Like, you know how they say, they, yeah. you can see the energy leave the person or, or their soul or whatever. That's what they call it. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Um, which could be bullshit, too. I, I just don't understand. Well, for one, why does there have to be something else after this life? Why does there have to be, why does there have to be that? Why couldn't it just simply be that you die? Or what if it, reincarnation, that concept, is what it is? Is that really that bad? I mean, why does it have to be clouds and, oh, the, the most glorious, wonderful thing? What if it's not that? What if you literally, and okay, you die here and you're on a, a, a what would be Earth 2, all of a sudden as a baby starting over? Mm-hmm. It's not reincarnation, you're... Think of it like a video game, like simulation, which you'll hear more about in that 36-hour deal coming up. Is is the is the simulation, is the game. So when you, this level on this earth is, is a level, one level. Right. When you die on this level, it, it, unlike a video game, when you die here, you proceed to the next level. As opposed to in a game where you die, you start over. What if it, it's exactly like a game and when you die, you start over? So the moment you die, a baby's being born. That's you. Your shit transfers, and you start all over. This is why people have the... Sometimes certain things carry over. This is why at certain certain points in lots of people's lives, they feel like in a past life, they always say, I bet you in a past life I was a... Or I feel like I was a... What you know? Are Mm -hmm. these kids that are being born, and they're fucking a year old and they can speak a language that or or, or play a piano there's things that are unexplainable in Mm -hmm. that respect how in the fuck can you be so young barely fucking walk but yet you can play Beethoven whatever the only way you can maybe kind of explain that is some sort of reincarnation thing what about these kids that are born that can't fucking read but they can say there's a plane that crashed during such and such war and it's right there on this map they end up getting a fucking team together and go out there and 
find this fucking missing thing for 70 fucking years, and the plane's exactly where that kid. How the fuck would that kid know that? Yeah, and how about that one? Except he was the one flying the plane that died in the fucking plane crash. What was the movie where the kid was born, and he took him to find out where he was dead in another life? That's a real story, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. It was missing, or something like that, or uh, yeah, wasn't something, it? Yeah, something like that. And found... Yeah. Yeah. It, that, sh- well, that shit happens all the time. How, how the fuck can you explain something like that? Other than some, side of, some sort of reincarnation type deal. Mm-hmm. So let's just say that... So does the energy ever really leave this place, or are we just continuing to be reincarnated? Can we become animals in the next life, or... Or the past life? Were we animal? You know, right. are we, or is it always just a human? Because there's every minute, every second, every hour of every day, somebody's dying, but also somebody's being born. Or, or is that not a true thing? I mean, does it equal well, out? I don't know. You we're know what I mean? That. Is it like eight hundred thousand people die every day? Eight hundred thousand babies are born every day. Well, that would be interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So literally, is it like, could you correspond? I mean, it'd be hard to track that because there's so many people everywhere right? to like come up with that database. But No, that, but how do you pick which one was which? Did John Smith die and then become Susie, Susie Gilmore? Or did he, John Smith die and became Freddie Flynn? Fuck. Or is it just done? I, who knows, dude? Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing when it, I, I mean... I love talking about this though. I'm I'm always open to new theories and new ideas, but I mean, there's been times in my life I've thought, well, it's just it, when you die, that's just it. But then, like this, there's these these energies that are supposedly you can track these energies leaving a body. Well, where does that energy go? Or if you go with the whole, uh, like look what John Lear says, how wacky that guy sounds. What's he say? How we're abducted all the time throughout the years. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. when you die, you just literally start all over again until you could basically live the perfect life, which at that point you would ascend to the next level. Otherwise, you're staying here. That's, you know, you have to go back and listen to that episode because it's also, it was wacky, but is it wacky because we were trained for that to be wacky sounding? Because it could be true. Well, look at and you don't want it to be that. You look know what at I mean? the. Uh, I think I briefly have talked about the Akashic rec- Records. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing. You, we are spirits or whatever, and we as I think it was either spirits or angels. I can't remember what the wording was, but we chose the lessons we want to learn on Earth. So we we pick and choose the bodies that we go into, and then our memory of what exactly we are gets wiped away. Obviously. But supposedly through this Akashic Records chant slash praying slash meditation, you can access your memories of all the other past lifetimes. So I'm I'm curious to try this yeah. out. I haven't read the books enough to do it, but I'm very interested in trying it to see if I can get anything out of it. I would be curious. Yeah. Because that would make sense. You You choose the lessons, and if you don't learn them, you go right back and you try it again with a different body. You, you choose like the same school. lessons. Yeah. You know, well, school used to be where if you didn't fucking pass, you didn't go on to the next grade. Right. Now you just now show n- up. No child left behind. Yeah. You didn't have to fucking try. You just show up. That's what I said. You just show up. It's horrible. 
Sorry, I have so many stupid people. Well, no, that's why we got people. people that are dumb. Is it not easier to control people that are dumb? Fuck yeah, look at the accuracy. I've been saying it for years, man. Yeah. It makes sense. If you wanted to control a bunch of people, would you prefer them to be brilliant or dumb? Yeah, dumb. I mean, dumb people will do anything you tell them to do. Exactly. So if you dumb everybody down that and you teach them control. not to question, how dare you question anything? This is why this whole fake news thing. I don't get it. I just don't understand why people. Anyways, what are we talking about? Aliens? Um, how did we get on all that? I don't know, man. Uh, let's see. Well, let's let's call it done with the aliens okay. for there, and then uh, next week we'll do we'll do some more. It won't be really like a continuation, but it'll be another version of uh, hodgepodge. Yeah, hodgepodge, bunch of different topics. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Well, uh, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me.
subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes, and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. You enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, and spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Hey, fellas. Does your beard itch? Does your beard not grow in all the way? Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today. We've got great beard oils with sensual love. We also include the emotional healing properties and the aromatherapy information with each scent. Go to phoenixbeardoils.com today and give someone the bird. The D2R Podcast Network Hotline, USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. If you call and we're recording, we'll take your call live on the air. If you call and we're not recording, leave a voicemail with your name, the show you're calling for, and we'll play it live on the next show. The hotline is open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Once again, the D2R Podcast Network Hotline, USA Chat 311. That's 872-242-8311. Call today!